Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. I'm Ed Peters. We continue on today in Acts chapter 1, focusing on verses 4 and 5. These verses deal with the Holy Spirit, the gift promised by the Father. Here are the words of Christ to the apostles as recorded by Dr. Luke, and he writes as follows. While he was in their company, he told them not to leave Jerusalem. You must wait, he said, for the promise made by my Father, about which you have heard me speak. John, as you know, baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and within the next few days.
The baptism of John was ritual baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is real baptism. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit which places a believer into the body of believers, which we sometimes refer to as the church. When we come to chapter 2, which tells of the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we will see that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. This filling was necessary in order that they might serve. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Jesus, after his resurrection, ate food with his disciples, so Luke informs us in Acts 1-4. He writes that on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them a command. While there are some problems with this part of the verse, Luke states several other times that Jesus ate with his disciples after his resurrection. I wonder why Jesus ate food. His resurrected body didn't need any sustenance. Perhaps Jesus took food to confirm his identity, to convince his disciples that it was really he and not an apparition of some kind. The food was a token or sign of his identity. He was who he said he was, Jesus Christ. Or perhaps he ate with them as an expression of fellowship which he had done many times before his death. Some see in this meal a hint of the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist. If so, then Jesus was indicating to his disciples that the new age had already dawned. It is doubtful that this is the case, since at the Last Supper, Jesus had told them clearly that he would not take the Passover wine again with them until they were in his Father's kingdom and that hadn't yet appeared. Now while they were eating together, Jesus said to them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus spoke to the disciples on the road to Emmaus, recorded in the Gospel of Luke chapter 24, he said, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This was after his crucifixion. Jesus had promised just before his crucifixion to ask the Father to send the Spirit of Truth. Those words were spoken by Jesus in the upper room while they were eating the Last Supper. Immediately after that, they left the upper room, crossed the Kidron Valley, and spent the remaining hours on the slopes of the Mount of Olives. Now, 40 days after the resurrection, the promise would be fulfilled. The Holy Spirit would come and baptize the disciples. It was not enough that the disciples had been with Jesus. They needed the continuing presence of God after the ascension of our Lord. The Holy Spirit of God would provide this. I want to comment for a moment on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, although I'll come back to it several times again in this book, that there is a great deal of misunderstanding concerning this term and this function of the Holy Spirit goes without saying. There really need to be no misunderstanding if we keep things simple and clear. I want to attempt that as we look at the Holy Spirit in this book. 
Of course, it is clear that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He is God, as is Jesus. Now the first observation. Jesus at this meal said to the eleven disciples that they should wait in Jerusalem for a few days for their baptism with the Holy Spirit. I have heard some emphasize the word wait. You must wait. You must tarry. Some make waiting a condition of receiving the baptism of the fullness of the Spirit. It is thought that there is a certain amount of spiritual preparation necessary to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I want to say that that is a misunderstanding of these words. The emphasis is on the words in Jerusalem. They were to wait there. The point was geographical location, not spiritual preparation. The point wasn't the waiting. The point was that they should wait in Jerusalem. There is no spiritual preparation as such for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'll come back to that point when we get to the second chapter of this book. A second point here. Water baptism is a once-for-all experience. Persons are baptized once in water. John baptized with water once. Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit once. Just as water baptism is a once-for-all event, so is spirit baptism a once-for-all event. A third observation. The word baptize here means to be clothed with. In fact, Jesus himself used those words when he spoke to the Emmaus disciples. He said that when they would receive the one the Father had promised, then they would be clothed with power from on high. As one who is immersed in water or is surrounded by it, so is the baptism of the Spirit. He was an essential element for his disciples. Normally, a person is baptized by the Spirit once at the time of conversion. This was a slightly different thing, however. Because of the peculiar historical position of these disciples, they were already believers, but they weren't yet baptized. That is not the norm for this age. After Pentecost, conversion and the baptism of the Spirit were synonymous, as we'll see later. These disciples were to be the nucleus of the church, and being baptized by the Spirit was an absolutely essential element. In fact, Paul makes it clear that they could not belong to Christ without it, nor could they have belonged to the church without it. Paul told the Romans that if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. I must stop at this point and continue on the next program. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is peace. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is love, there is comfort in my stomach. 
darkest hour there is light and life. There is help and power in the Spirit, in the Spirit of the production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.